This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts tonight. We got a few things to talk about. First, I'll be going over some Thursday night football, Buccaneers versus Bears. Uh, then I got the top 25 of college, college football to go over uh, for the week. And then finally, I got a playoff update from the MLB. So uh, let's get right into it. Of course, like I said, Thursday night football. Bears versus Buccaneers. The Bears get the best of Tampa Bay in this one, and, Tam- and Tom Brady, excuse me. 20 to 19 is the final score here. The Bears move to four and one on the year. The Bucks are now three and two. Uh, of course, for Tampa Bay, Tom Brady was under center, going 25 of 41 for 253 yards. He also threw a touchdown as well. Ronald Jones would have 106 yards on the ground. Wide receiver Tyler, Tyler Johnson, excuse me, would be the leading receiver with four catches and 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans would be uh, would have a touchdown catch as well and also five catches. Defensive back Carlton Davis would have seven total uh, seven total tackles and an interception. And defensive end uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Vita Vea, and also William Golston would also have a sack each as well. Ryan Sucker would have a good game um, in terms of kicking with four or four on his field goals, uh, but just not enough for the Bears tonight. Uh, yeah, or technically yesterday since it is past midnight at this point in time but anyways for the bears uh nick Foles will go 30 30 to 42 for 243 yards he'll also throw a touchdown himself uh, but he also throw a pick as well uh david montgomery would have 29 yards on the ground but also a touchdown Allen robinson was a leading receiver with 10 catches and 90 yards and tight end jimmy graham will catch a touchdown pass on the defensive end uh the bears will help out were helped out by danny trevathan the linebacker would have 10 total tackles and also khalil mack he would have to go on to have two sacks uh, as for their special teams of course we know about kyler santos going to two for two on a day including the game winning 38 yard field goal so uh thursday thursday night starts off with i guess yeah i wouldn't say a bang offensively but again uh, a good defensive showcase uh both teams uh were able to do some solid stuff uh you know you had both teams getting to the quarterback in terms of sacks uh you had tampa bay forcing some some um turnovers also the bears forcing turnovers too they forced a fumble so uh a good game, of course, from both defenses. Uh, much to much to be desired from the offenses, but again, I mean, what do you expect? Both teams, you know, were pretty much slated to have a good defense coming into the year. So, uh, Bears are lucky they move on to four and one. Uh, the Bucks, I mean, they're I mean they're not at a, in a bad spot at three and two. Um, of course, people are gonna make a lot of Tom Brady's numbers and all that in his age, but. Um, they're not losing. They're not. They don't have a losing record. So I'll give them that. Uh, so let's move on to some news uh, throughout the league. Actually, you know, uh, injury report. Actually, uh, so many injuries this year. Uh, this time we have a big one 
Actually, a couple to go over for the Cowboys real quick. Uh, starting left tackle, uh, starting left tackle, excuse me, Tyron Smith uh, is currently dealing with a neck injury, and he's been well, he's likely to be placed on IR, which would pretty much mean his return this year would be unlikely. Uh, he originally suffered this injury a week before uh, the first game of the year, and he missed the second. The, well, this consecutive weeks right after that, uh, he was able to play last week against the Browns, but I'm not too sure if the you know if the condition or the issues in terms of his injury came back or worsened. Uh, but here's a quote uh, coming from head coach Mike McCarthy. He went on to say uh, he's further back than he was this time last week, so maybe it's reoccurring. Uh, maybe it might even be a little bit worse. Uh, so the past five seasons, Smith has dealt with back, hamstring, and elbow injuries as well. So this is nothing new, unfortunately for him. He will be rehabbing as the season goes on uh, with Brandon Knight and or Terrence Steele filling in for him. Uh, tackle Cameron Irving is returning from IR for them. They also added Jordan Mills to the practice squad. Uh, some more online troubles for them, like I said. Right tackle Lyle Collins recently had a season season end hip injury earning I'm sorry er, now earning Irving should be replacing him at right tackle uh, like I said they added Jalen Mills I'm sorry Jordan Mills uh, to the right tackle spot in the practice squad uh, basically for death he's had 84 starts at that position so that's what they're looking for there some other news here we have the Titans versus the Bills uh, that game has been rescheduled for Tuesday at 6 uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern 3 sorry 3 p.m. Pacific of course uh, this was after a outbreak that occurred at the Titans headquarter over the past week uh, now last week three more players tested positive for COVID along with 20 others uh, I believe since I think late September um, this would lead to the total number on that staff and players being 20 and their facilities have been shut down like I said since September the 29th the game was originally scheduled for last Sunday and the week six now uh, this does affect the Bills' next matchup, which will be against Kansas City. That will be pushed until Sunday, October the 16th, unless uh, Tennessee happens to keep uh, keep uh, you know having these positive tests occur. Uh, then that game will be pushed to its original date, which will be on Thursday night, October 15th, uh, with this uh, this Bills game to be played at even. Well, this I'm sorry, this Titans game. Uh, to be played at an even later date. As for Tennessee, if they can manage to have a couple more days of no positive tests, they can reopen their facilities by Sunday. That's uh, that's the word for the NFL. And uh, finally, uh, some more new one last bit of news here. Justin Herbert has been named the starter of the Los Angeles Chargers. No shit. Um, I think this goes without saying. Um, of course, you had. Um, Coach Anthony Lynn with this to say, we want to say he impressed. He impressed from the very beginning. Uh, this young man is going to get better, and I know we can win with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Tyrod Taylor has a punctured lung, and he has been not cleared to play indefinitely. So it wouldn't have really mattered. All that shit doesn't make any difference. Um, I'm not gonna take away too much from what I've seen from Justin Herbert. Personally, think he's had a good start. Uh, he has a 72% completion percentage, 931 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Although I, I do think the yardage does come a little bit, you know, because they're behind in a lot of different games and they have no choice but to score anyways. But again, he's accurate enough. Uh, 105.8 rating 
but he is a zero and three out of starter. Like I said, my personal takeaways on him is that he seems to be the same way uh, that he kind of was in college, which is a good and bad thing in my opinion. I feel like uh, he definitely does have somewhat of a skill set that does translate. However, uh, I still think he needs to have some improvement as well. And my question is, you know, well, and a lot of a lot of what you're seeing in terms of his success is because teams just haven't played him yet. Uh, or a lot, seen a lot of him yet. Uh, we go back to last year. We had Kyle Allen having a few good games with the Panthers last year, albeit because teams did not, you know, were not fully prepared for him or really knew what he had to bring. Uh, but eventually, as you see through the course of the season, those performances started to gradually get worse. I'm not going to say that's exact, that's, you know, automatically going to happen here, uh, but teams are going to learn about Herbert. Uh, teams are going to know how to game plan against that. But I will say this, he has a good uh, connection with the primary receiver, that being Keenan Allen. So that's a good uh, look on him. Uh, personally, I feel like there's some more pieces uh, for for Los Angeles to be more successful. I think he's definitely a system quarterback that definitely needs pieces around him to make that work. That's another reason why I feel like, uh, I mean, again, I did see flashes of Oregon Herbert. But again, I, it, it not necessarily... It's a good thing, and then at the same time, it's a bad thing because at the same time, I do feel that that makes that definitely, in my opinion, kind of solidifies him as a system quarterback. You need, uh, you know, a decent running game around him. You're going to need at least a couple of receivers around him, maybe an extra tight end as well, just to give him options if you want him to be able to throw the ball. Um, again, he can he can still move his legs. He can definitely do that. Uh, but you still need a, I, I would say. A every down running back, every down running back for for loss for the Chargers right now. Uh, Austin Eckler does a, is pretty quick. He does a lot of things in terms of catching the ball in the backfield. Uh, but you got you still have to have somebody that can move the chains as well. Um, instead of having you know instead of having to rely uh, so much on going deep and trying to go vertical and setting up you know a little gadget plays here and there. So I think there's some things uh, that the Chargers can do uh, personnel wise over time. Uh, to help make him better, I think he has a skill set uh, that makes him can makes him um, work well with a certain system. That's what I'll say. He has the size, uh, he has the dimensions. I feel he also has, like I said, the 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 touch, I guess, or the the arm strength uh, to work well uh, in a pro system. Again, making him a system quarterback. So. That's my feelings about that. Nothing really negative. I just feel that Los Angeles as an organization did Tyrod Taylor hella dirty. I still think he was a starting caliber quarterback. Uh, why would you bring him in knowing that you're going to draft somebody else? I, I I don't get that. I think they were going to they, they did him dirty for the jump. Really didn't give him a fair shake. Uh, they I mean they did that same thing to him in Cleveland. Like what's the point? Like if I mean I mean he's he's if he's good enough to start. Um, and, and well, if the whole point is to start, you know, eventually start a rookie quarterback, why get a a year round starter for your team? You know, just to tell him, well, you know, f you, you know, sit on the bench. We really don't need you. That really doesn't make any sense. And it kind of, uh, they kind of used him as a sacrificial goat, mind you, to kind of usher in this new era. I kind of thought that that was fucked up. But those are my thoughts. Uh, we're gonna move on. Let's get into some college football. Um, top 25 uh there's some new changes of course like i said uh the big 12 i'm sorry the big 10 and also the pac 12 are gonna be you know 
opening up for business pretty soon. So there's they've been added to the mix as well. So let's get it started. At number 25, we have Minnesota. Uh, like I said, they haven't played any games yet, uh, but they do have some good things going for them. Uh, they're bringing back their leading receiver, uh, leading receiver Rashad Bateman. Uh, he previously opted out due to COVID concerns, uh, but and also being able to prepare for the draft. But like I said, he's back. Last season, he would have 60, uh, 60 receptions for 1,219 yards and also 12 touchdowns. Uh, 12 to, uh, sorry 11 touchdowns over his career he has had over 100 catches for 1923 yards and also 17 touchdowns uh Minnesota will be opening up conference play October the 21st 24th I don't know why I wanted to say 21st so bad in my head but it's October the 24th that's why I sounded hella weird like I was saying Colin Firth retarded anyways don't listen to me michigan state that's gonna be their first game so look out for that one it's gonna be happening near the end of the month at number 24 we have iowa state they are currently two and one at number three we have louisiana at number 22 we have uh texas who recently took an upset loss to tcu uh 33 to 31 was the final score there uh cute quarterback sam elliger of course is still a leader of this offense 924 passing yards 14 touchdowns he has a qbr of 77 Nine. Moving on to number 21, we have Texas A&M. Uh, I believe they are 2-1. Uh, we have Michigan. Yeah, they are 2-1. Michigan uh, is, is, of course, just being added. They haven't played anything yet. Uh, Virginia Tech is 2-0. Uh, we have SMU here, who is still undefeated with four games under their belt. I think they played uh, the most games so far uh, this year. There might be somebody else who's played one other team that's played four games. I don't remember just yet we'll get through the rankings and find out but anyways for smu they are 10th in passing offense with 339 yards a game they are 16th in rushing with 216 yards a game and they're also six in scoring with 44 uh, points per game so uh, look out for them they are definitely on the rise uh, of course we have all this stuff with covid going on but I think this is one of the, I think they're starting something good here in SMU. Uh, don't be surprised if next year they go on a little run as well. Uh, maybe possibly getting some type of, I'm not saying, um, you know, playoff berth, uh, but possibly maybe a cotton ball, something like that. Maybe one of those New Year's Six balls, maybe within the next season. So look out for them to do that, maybe. Um, ain't no telling what the postseason is going to look like this year in terms of the other ball games. I'm pretty sure they're going to have a playoff, but the ball game picture, of course, my college football fans, I don't know what to tell tell you guys just yet. But anyways, moving on, uh, number 17, we have LSU, who's 1-1. One one. Uh, we have uh, Wisconsin, of course. They've just been out of here. At number 15, we have BYU. They are still undefeated at 3-0. and At number 14, we have Tennessee. Uh, they are 2-0. and At number 13, we have Auburn. They're 500 at 1-1. One one. Oregon's been added here at 12 at number 12 at number 11 we have cincinnati uh now going to the number to the top tens uh we have oklahoma state uh oklahoma state has moved up seven spots since last week they're currently first in the big 12 uh their last game was a 47 set 47 to 7 beat down of kansas quarterback shane ellingworth had 265 passing yards in that game and three touchdowns running back Sheba hubbard would have yes Sheba hubbard would have 145 yards and two touchdowns and on defense the cowboys held the Jayhawks are just 92 yards passing and in an interception between two quarterbacks. Uh, they also kept Kansas to 101 yards on the ground. And uh, in the fourth quarter, Kansas would have their first play that would go over 10 yards. So 
uh, for what it's worth, Oklahoma State is playing some really good defense. Uh, at number nine, we have Penn State here. They've just been added. At number eight, we have uh, North Carolina at 2-0. At number seven, we have Miami at 3-0. At number six, we have Ohio State, who's been added up here. At number five, we have at 2-0, Notre Dame. Uh, they recently had an, uh, a COVID outbreak as well with 18 positive cases over the last week. Uh, this is going back to a team uh, meal uh, before a, a game, a pre-meal, and also there was an incident of some student, uh, well, some player, excuse me, throwing up on the sideline. So these two instances are being linked to some type of mini outbreak there. Uh, not only are the players getting it, actually, I'm hearing it actually affected the campus, and I believe some type of um, oh official at the school got it, maybe an AD. I think the athletic director may have even tested positive as well. Um, 25 players needed to isolate 14 others need to quarantine um, we will see who's left as these weeks go on for Notre Dame I think it's going to be a little bit harder there's a few people that are going to be missing out on that's just me at number 4 we have Florida here they are 2-0 at number 3 we have Georgia here at 2-0 at number 2 we have Alabama uh, in terms of their stats they are 5th in passing with 369 yards a game uh, We have, they're also 3rd in scoring with 45 points per game so again Alabama doing Alabama things uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes but I'm thinking they go undefeated again why not it's Alabama and of course we have Clemson of course uh, another undefeated team they're likely to finish undefeated again too I don't see anybody in the ACC right now uh, that challenges them again unless they lose one of those shockers and again it could always happen it happens every now and again but and it might be the time that it happens for them but I just don't see it at this point in time all right y'all i'm going to take a quick break and uh, when we get back we will be going over some baseball yes we're going to be talking some uh playoff action uh my a's mm, they just refuse to just get it done they just can't do it we'll talk about it in a little bit i'll be right back So let's wrap this up for tonight, of course. Uh, we're going to the MLB playoffs, and we're in the ALDS. And like I said, my A's, they let me down again. Uh, they went down in four games to the Astros, a team that they have been beating throughout the regular season. I don't know how this happens. 6-11. 60-11 is the final score here. Like I said, the Astros win the series three games to one. Uh, the Astros got a three-run homer from Carlos Correa, also got a two-run homer from Michael Brantley, uh, Ramon Lariano, the A's, of course, uh, he did his thing as well. Uh, two home runs, one of them driving in uh, two runs. Uh, just not enough on this day. Uh, not enough to push it to a uh, fifth game. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. A little bit uh, definitely disappointing. 
uh, with the year that we've had, uh, so much positivity. Uh, yet there was some things that came back to bite us, I guess, in the end. Um, but we can't say it was for a lack of hitting. Uh, both teams had a combined 24 home runs. This was the most in a series of five games or less. Both uh, teams had 12 homers each. Uh, the biggest issue was with the A's relievers. Uh, they had a combined ERA of 6.27. They gave up six earned runs today. Um, or be yesterday, depending on when you are finally listening to this. Actually, like I said, technically, it's already Friday. Uh, the A's led the, se- led the series in every game. Um, that's another takeaway here. So um, it's really surprising because the relievers and the pitching staff in general uh, was supposed to be um, one of our strengths, uh, especially because going into the postseason, it was our hitting and our run production that uh, was lagging. Uh, so we definitely had the firepower there. We definitely ha- uh, brought the big bats, uh, but it looks as though the relievers couldn't hold a lead to save their life. So um, always something else to look into in the offseason, right? I mean, I don't know what to make of this one. Um, I don't know what to really say of this one, except that I'm very disappointed in this one. Um if it would be to anybody, it'd have to be the Astros because they play us and they know us so well. Uh, that one's disappointing just because this year is, 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 I mean, especially with, you know, how we've won 70% of our matchups against the Astros this year. So that's another thing that, that irks me. Um, I would have thought that this series would have been not necessarily a walk in the park, but I would have probably seen us winning five or maybe having a series like this 3-1 in our direction, in our way. But uh, it looks as though that did not happen. And again, we are stuck as, like I said, the A's uh, stuck with more questions in the offseason. As for the Astros, uh, could they do it again? I don't think they get past uh, the Yankees or the winner of the Yankees-Rays series. I I don't see that happening. Um, There's a lot of talent there on both of those squads. Um, I don't know, again, the A's just happen to have their relievers choke. And had that not happened, they'd probably win the series. So um, I'm not I'm not going all in on the Astros just yet. I wouldn't. At least we got some more talented teams to look at. Um, yeah, mainly in this Yankees-Rays series. So we'll have to see how this one turns out. Um, but, yeah, A's go down in five or four, excuse me. And um, I'm disappointed about it. But moving on, uh, we got some more LDS action. We got the Yankees tying up their series with the Rays with a 5-1 to victory yesterday. Uh, as for the Rays, uh, offensively, they just got a, a sacrifice fly from second baseman Brandon Lowe. Um, that's it. That's all you can make of their offense. Again, not a not a good thing to see in a in a potential game that could have you know could have you know that could have well in a game that could have potentially ended the, the series. Um, just one little run, one measly run here from the Rays. But um, we have a whole other game, action-packed game. Um, I believe it will be tomorrow or uh, Saturday. So they have one more chance to close it out. Close it out for the Yankees. Uh, shortstop Glaber Torres had a two-run home run. Uh, second baseman DJ LeMahieu would have two hits in the RBI, and Luke Voigt would have a home run and, and drive in a run as well. This was his first, first ever, excuse me, first ever postseason 
a home run. For the pitching, for the Yankees, Jordan Montgomery would get the start. He would have three hits. Actually, he would go for four innings, giving up three hits, uh, just one on run, and also having four strikeouts for the bullpen. Uh, they would give up zero hits going the rest of the way, zero earned runs, and also seven strikeouts. So um, the Yankees, uh, they got their stars to show up, which is what they do. Um, they, I mean, they don't always, I mean, they're, I'd say they come in clutch about, what, 75% of the time? They'll come in every time, but more times than not, you'll get, you'll get this. And um, Yankees tying up the series, I, you know, it. one more game to go. I definitely do think uh, the, the Rays have a good, well, deep t uh, pitching rotation. We'll have to wait and see what they have for the next game. Uh, but it should be a close one. I think the Rays make it interesting. Uh, I think the winner of this series, honestly, I, I think they represent the AL in the World Series. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, the reason why I'm over, I'm just overlooking uh, the Astros right right now. I think they they lucked up really with the A's. Just there are our, our relievers just choking and giving up some big games. Um, I, I don't think they're they're deep enough, and I don't think they have enough offensive production to uh, take on the Yankees or the Rays right now. Uh, but moving on to the NLDS. We got the Dodgers getting the best of the Padres, 12 to three. Uh, the Dodgers sweep uh, sweep the Padres three games to nil. Uh, as far as this game is concerned, Will Smith, no, not to be confused with Mr. Entanglement himself, uh, but the Dodgers catcher would go five or six with two doubles and three RBIs. He is the youngest player to get five hits in a playoff game at 25 years old. He is the first Dodger to ever get five hits in a playoff game. Center fielder Cody, Bell Cody Bellinger keeps doing his thing. Uh, last game he had some defensive heroics. This time he has uh, he does his thing offensively. Two hits and two two hits and three RBIs. And uh, designated hitter Jock Peterson two hits and two RBIs from him. Uh, we definitely have a de designated hitter in the NL. I wonder how y'all feel about that. I personally like it. I think the the pitcher trying to hit balls every now and again bullshit i'd rather see another guy try another actual hitter at bat but that's me in terms of pitching um dustin may would get the start for the dodgers he only would go for one inning uh 16 pitches to be exact giving up zero hits and zero strikeouts and a, a zero hits zero earned runs he would also have a strikeout uh manager dave roberts decided to pull him i'm not too sure why um, the bullpen would go the rest of the way, giving up six hits, two earned runs, but nine strikeouts. Uh, so, again, they went pitcher by committee. They didn't give up anything crucial, and they still win the game. I guess you could lay off Dave Roberts back for now. Okay. Uh, Padres, as for them, uh, catcher Trent Grisham uh, would have an RBI, and second baseman Jake Cronworth would have a sacrifice, uh, sacrifice fly RBI. Uh, moving on, uh, we got the Braves sweeping the Marlins, three games to zip uh, for uh, for the Braves. Travis Darnold, uh, he would have two hits and two RBIs. Uh, uh, sorry, shortstop Dansby Swanson would have two hits and two RBIs. Designated hitter Marcel Ozuna would have an RBI as well, and pitcher Kyle Wright would have six. Uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll get the start going. Uh, get the start and the win. Excuse me, going for six innings, giving up zero runs and having seven strikeouts. Um, the Marlins drove in no runs, gave up seven runs. Um, nothing really to report on them. Yeah. Yeah, guys, nothing I can say about the Marlins. They got swept. Um, I think it was a good sign that they made it. Um, that means that there is some positivity going on in that organization. But um, three-game sweep, We, I think anybody who knew baseball is 
going to know that. So not too many takeaways from that game, from that series right there. Um, I definitely think uh, the matchup between, I think the, you know, Dodgers and Braves matchup is going to be very interesting. I don't have a pick in this one. I think both teams are really deep. Uh, we have Ronald Acuna in the outfield for the Braves. We have uh, Cody Bellinger, great defensive player in the outfield uh, for the Dodgers. Uh, both teams have really good infielders. Of course, we have Freddie Freeman out there in Atlanta. We got, you know, Max Muncie for the Dodgers. What can you really say? You have somebody like Will Smith who can step into both their catchers are really good. I mean, even offensively, you know, Will Smith, five or six in this game. You had Travis or not uh, getting, bringing in a couple RBIs today. So uh, both teams are heavily matched. I, I would hate, I almost would, I don't necessarily want to say this, but I almost think that the series to watch would almost be this one. Um, I think there's some storylines, of course, with the Yankees and the Astros. Of course, the Astros won the World Series. I think they took out New York on their on their last title run, um, of course. So there's some storylines there. I just think the Yankees are a little bit more favored in that in that one. This one, this series is a little bit. Well, it's really definitely star studded, so it's definitely even. Um, I definitely, like I said, the Yankees, uh, they got stars, and their stars get it done about 75 percent of the time. Um, not to discredit. You know what the Astros got right now, um, and they're starting to hit a lot of home runs right now. But I think, I think the the I mean we've obviously seen the Yankees can too. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I definitely think there'll be more homers probably in this in the in the Astros Yankees series. Uh, but I I don't know. I think the winner of your World Series is going to come out of this NL matchup with the Braves and the Dodgers. That's my personal opinion. All right, y'all. I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. I will be back. Uh, well, I guess technically it'll be later on today. Uh, I'm going to be previewing the NBA Finals. Of course, we are at, what, game four, five? Uh, chance for the Lakers to close out. Uh, of course, they're leading 3-1. Yes, it'll be game five uh, against the Heat. Uh, chance for them to close out. We're going to be previewing that, going over the last game, of course. And then um, I want to talk a little bit about Doc Rivers. Um, a couple of the news things going on in the NBA I might brush on. Uh, but I want to talk about Doc Rivers, of course. He has a new job there in Philadelphia with the Sixers. So we want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, so we're going to get into that as far as what else I got going on. Um, I also plan on getting into the debates this week, of course, all that's happened to Trump. I don't know if I'll put that on, upload that, that on YouTube just yet or make it a, a podcast episode. I'm still debating on that. Uh, I'm still working on my uh, on my review for The Wire, uh, so that'll be done um, at some point maybe next week. Um, maybe uploaded and everything. We'll probably uh, done in terms of script and everything and just... Uh, I guess I would say I got to rewatch the series. So that'll be probably done within the next uh, few days or so. So I'll probably look for that upload around the middle of next week at this point. Um, Like I said, uh, we got to go over the NBA playoffs, uh, the finals tomorrow. Uh, Of course, like I said, the debate that'll be done. Um, at some point Saturday, you'll you'll see, you'll hear me talking about the debate. Uh, like I said, whether a YouTube up, upload or maybe an upload on here, either or, you're definitely gonna hear my thoughts on what's going on right now in that um, that realm. Um, yeah, of course, MLB playoff updates. We are now in the eight, the the well the league championship series uh, for both the well actually not yet uh, for the AL. We have one more game to go in the ALDS. Of course, game five. Of the Yankees in the race, so we'll get to that um, if we can. Also, of course, 
Uh, the a the NLCS shouldn't start till next week, I believe. Same thing with the ALCS. So it's not we don't have to worry about too much baseball. Uh, but like I said, I'll try if I can uh, to get you guys an update on this ALDS. Of course, uh, Game Five with the Rays and the Yankees, as well as everything else I previously mentioned. So um, this weekend should be pretty busy. Um, look out for all that stuff. I'm gonna keep you guys noted, um, keep you guys no uh, notified on what's going on as much as I can. And uh, you know how to follow me, uh, L Jamal seven ninety one on Instagram, E L J A M A H seven ninety one. Of course, you can find me on uh, sorry Facebook as well at L Jamal E L J A M A H. Same thing as a YouTube, uh, same thing L Jamal E L J A M A H. All right, y'all. If you are looking to get, oh sorry, <laughs> again, if any of you guys hasn't told you yet, forgive me. I'm getting sleepy, y'all. So don't worry about it. Uh, if anybody hasn't told you yet, peace, uh, peace out, one love. I love you guys, and uh, I'll holler at you guys later. All right now.